Here is Edward Bear, coming downstairs now, bump, 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 on the back of his head, behind Christopher Robin. It is, as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs, but sometimes he feels that there really is another way. If only he could stop bumping for a moment and think of it. And then he feels that perhaps there isn't. Anyhow, here he is at the bottom and ready to be introduced to you. Winnie the Pooh. So, here we go. Now we're going to blow away into the hundred acre wood on this blustery day to consider our friends in Pooh Corner through the Enneagram. The way this will work is that we will first do a lightning round, listening to all the characters, uh, sorry, listing all the characters and types. Please note that we have not discussed, in fact, we have like, we came to the table and put our hands over our notes so that the other could not see. She speaks the truth. She tries to cheat. Did, I did not. You did too. You, you want to know what I think. You point, well, yes, but I can wait. I have patience. Look. Just because I don't have self-control doesn't mean you can judge me. <laughs> so, as you can tell, we have not discussed with each other ahead of time what we think individually. So, this could get interesting. Yeah, it will. <laughs> After the lightning round, we will go through each character in depth, making a case for why we think they are the type we have said they are. I need textual evidence for why these characters are what you think they are, Janelle. And all of you out there, when you dissent, which I hope that you do. Um, <laughs> so what I mean by that is you must support your interpretation of the character's type with concrete examples from the text of whatever we might be discussing, whether it's a book, a film, a TV show, or whatnot. And to clarify, text in this case is not literal. It's the story. We'll use that often. When we talk about text, it doesn't mean that there was a book. Yeah. Uh, as a teacher of English in the high school realm, when we say text, we mean whatever story it is that we're studying. And you will find that some of these stories, the one we're going to talk about today, for instance, has many iterations as in a book or many books in a series mm -hmm. and film and TV and song. So we will have to be very clear mm -hmm. with you about where we're getting our support for why we think they are the type they are with actual evidence of it, not just our inclination. Exactly. We will support our answers. Then when we have done this, we're hoping we have come to some sort of a consensus through the discussion and debate. But if we haven't, we'll leave the discussion up to you via a Twitter poll. And of course, you can share more than that by emailing us your responses. Again, we'll be sharing how to get in contact, contact with us at the end. All right, enough of this chit chat. Let's do this. <laughs> and just so you know, in looking at Winnie the Pooh, we have not stuck to any one specific text. Or medium. We're using the movies, several television adaptations, as well as the books. Okay. Lightning round is how we will start. So what's going to happen here is Janelle's going to start us off. She is going to say the first character. And we are both simultaneously-ish 
going to say the type that we think that they are. Mind you, remember, we have not discussed this ahead of time. That's so true. let's see. We may have disagreements or we may all be of the same mind. Let us see. All right, get us started. All right, so here we go. Winnie the Pooh. Nine. Nine. Eeyore. Four. Four. Oh, Tigger. Seven. Seven. Yep. Uh, owl. Five. Three, possibly five. Okay, you have to pick Fine. one. Three. The rules are. Fine. Because I have five. <laughs> okay. 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 You say three. I say five. To be clear, for our audience yes. at home playing along. Piglet. Six. Phobic six. Yeah. Very yeah. phobic six. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Rabbit. Five. Eight. What? Okay, we'll talk about this. He was hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, you go. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like Kanga. Eight. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I also it's pr- it's a problematic too. We'll it's, get there. Yeah. Uh, Rue. Seven. seven. Okay. Okay. All right. I am intrigued. This will be interesting. This we di- <laughs> we we disagree. Shockingly enough. Um, not on many. Not on many. All right. Um, so, uh, let's just go through them because of these disagreements. Um, so we both said nine for poo. Since you are our nine expert here, why don't you start us off? Give us your quotations, your textual evidence for why poo is a nine. All right. So just to start, not to toot my own horn or the horns of other nines, But the fact that Winnie the Pooh has literally dozens of websites dedicated to his wisdom for all areas of life is just so nine. It's that great summing up that nines can do that we we get good at doing from all the listening and and boiling down in order to 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 prevent the conflict and bring the peace as a peacemaker. Wait, is your argument fan fiction? No. Okay. That's that's Th- there are so many websites to Winnie the Pooh. No, 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 defense. no. This is my opening. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will I will pause and wait until you are finished. Thank you. So, the uh the opening quotation we had about that wonderful introduction to to Winnie the Pooh. The the line it is as far as he knows, the only way of coming downstairs. But sometimes he feels that there really is another way, if only he could stop bumping for a moment and think of it. And then he feels that perhaps there isn't. Anyhow, here he is at the bottom. Oh, gosh, that's just so much my experience of life. It's nines are, are doing repressed and will go along as he is being pulled down the stairs by Christopher Robin to, to just get along in life. And you find yourself in these places that you never thought you'd get to or like you, you're just moving with the function. You think there has to be a different way or a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. But you, you're too busy doing it to be able to, to move out of it to figure out the better way to do it. And so you just keep going and then you're there. Um, yes. So that's that's my first textual evidence, which is the very opening line of Winnie the Pooh. Solid choice. By A.A. Milne. 
I think you cheated off of my paper because I used that too. I did not cheat off of your paper. Uh-huh. We just might be using the same text. Oh, true story. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that's something that I don't like about being a nine, but I just have to say it because that's one of the things about the Enneagram. There are things about your type that you won't like. It's this wonderful quotation. I think this comes from one of the one of the Disney adaptations, and I'm afraid I did not write down which. But it is more fun to talk with someone who doesn't use long, difficult words, but rather short, easy words like, what about lunch? Nines are creatures of comfort. It's, oh, it's one of the things that growing up in a house full of sevens, was easy to fall into because they're all about the fun but also there's a reason I hid amongst my books it's because they were too busy doing things and being excited about things which I get excited about things it's just in a quieter manner Mm -hmm. um and so because we're we're in agreement I'm not going to oh wait after I said the thing about the creature of comfort I have to redeem nines a little with this. By all means, do it. Go for it. Poetry and hums aren't things which you get. They're things which get you. And all you can do is go where they can find you. Nines are, they've got this mystic ability because we can easily see all sides of a story. Mm-hmm. And without trying, nines fall into poetry and this is Pooh Bear talking about how that just comes to him Mm -hmm. um and last but not least because it's what I find myself doing all the time is Pooh Bear's think 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 and it's when I know there's something I was doing or I have a list of things that I was trying to get done and I got partway through and just a bit of fluff (laughs) got stuck in my brain and I can't get it out, and so there's the thinking. But because I'm thinking think, I am not moving forward in what I was trying to do or even coherently thinking about it anymore. <laughs> not unlike our favorite silly old bear. <laughs> so let me start by just responding to what all of Janelle said and say, y'all, get yourself a nine. Aww. Nines are just the best of humans, and they're the best friends to have. Because of that mystic bent, Mm. because of that ability to see through a conflict and to see both sides of a thing, mind you, they hate seeing the conflict. They run from it. They fear it. Yes. But they are just beautiful humans. And as someone who has a deep leaning toward mysticism and poetry, I I collect nines. (laughs) They're great. Um, so I will desist in agreeing with some of your quotations because I have pretty much all of those same ones. Okay. Um, specifically the bumping down the stairs and not able to choose. I have the think, 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 uh, talking about how nines just are often also unable to access their thoughts Mm -hmm. because there are other people's thoughts and desires in the room. Yes. And I think... For Pooh Bear, it's Christopher Robin, you know, 
physically bringing him down the stairs, but like being present and having desires for how you go down the stairs. Yeah. So Pooh will go down the stairs the way Christopher Robin thinks is best because that's the easiest way to go because if not there's a conflict yep um so i found a few things uh actually that were really beautifully redemptive and like advice for a nine Mm -hmm. in winnie the pooh toward pooh that i thought would be really great to use Mm -hmm. um the first one uh, just a joy of nines is from uh an episode of winnie the pooh Uh, on television that was called Winnie the Boo to you. (laughs) Uh, And he's talking about Halloween Mm -hmm. and Winnie the Pooh looks at everyone and he says, I'm not fond of tricking, but I do enjoy treating because (laughs) treating means eating. (laughs) Yup. This idea of like, well, tricking is mean spirited and someone might feel conflict and be upset by that. And I don't like that. So I'm just going to eat all the candy because I do like doing that. And also give it to people because that'll make them happy. Exactly. Oh, it's the perfect nine. <laughs> um, another thing that I found, this is a narrator um, as Pooh is dealing with a very sad Eeyore. And I think this is just really a- an amazingly healthy nine at this moment, actually. Mm. It says, Pooh felt that he ought to say something helpful about it, but didn't quite know what. So he decided to do something helpful instead. Mm, That nine right action. Yeah, it's a nine doing right action. So you'll hear us say a little bit of this, but like nines are doing repressed. Yeah. As in like they don't know what to do, so they don't do. Oftentimes, that's not always the case. And it doesn't look like not doing because they'll do something else instead. Yeah. I will load the dishwasher. A lot of nines talk about mowing the lawn. Like, that's a thing that, like, there's so many other things that we're supposed to be doing, particularly related to to self-care or health and will get caught up in the chore list. Mm-hmm. So the thing that struck me the most in all of my research on Winnie the Pooh this week is in the classic A.A. A. Milne, just Winnie the Pooh. There is an interaction between Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin that literally made me cry. Aww. So Pooh makes a mistake in he and Piglet are hunting down heffalumps and woozles, and they realize it was actually their own tracks all along. And who is with Christopher Robin telling him about it, and what Pooh says is, I have been foolish and deluded, says he, and I am a bear of no brain at all. You're the best bear in all the world, said Christopher Robin soothingly. Am I? said Pooh hopefully, and then he brightened up suddenly. Anyhow, he said, it's nearly luncheon time. (laughs) So what I love about that is that it's just such the perfect picture of a nine. Mm -hmm. So the missing message that we talk about so often for nines is that I matter. Mm -hmm. That like a nine's presence actually matters and that they are valued in the world. And Pooh's first inclination, his gut reaction Mm -hmm. when he has done the thing wrong is to say, I'm foolish and deluded. I'm nothing like, why did I even try, basically? Mm -hmm. And Christopher Robin 
the beautiful, loving, helpful person in a nine's life says, you are the best bear in the world, immediately validating his presence. So you nines out there (laughs) and you people who love nines out there, tell them, tell all your nines that they are the best bear in the world, (laughs) that you value their presence. And it just um, really brings healing and truth because we need our nines folks in this world. We Mm -hmm. need them to be present. All right, so that uh, was poo. Yes. To start off. Mm-hmm. So what what's the next one down our list, Janelle? I believe what that, that, one that second say? one there is Eeyore, which... Oh, oh, is it? Oh, that's interesting. The four? So in case anyone had any question about who this melancholy creature is, <laughs> Eeyore is the most beautiful, sad, but doesn't need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have oh so much evidence for this. We fours we love to focus in on ourselves and do a lot of like self evaluation. Yes. So I've got you covered. <laughs> um so I'm gonna start with my long quote that really just shows maybe the disposition of a four that is your. I'm wondering if it's the same one I have, but go for it. Probably, but you started last time. Yep. Um, the old gray donkey, Eeyore, stood by himself in a thistly corner of the forest, his front feet well apart, his head to one side, and thought about things. Sometimes he thought sadly to himself, why? And sometimes he thought, wherefore? <laughs> and sometimes he thought, in as much as which. And sometimes he didn't quite know what he was thinking about. So when Winnie the Pooh came stumping along, Eeyore was very glad to be able to stop thinking for a little in order to say, how do you do, in a gloomy manner to him. So what I like about this is mm-hmm. that the basic posture of a four is contemplation. Yep. Often contemplation of gloomy melancholy things that maybe other people do not wish to think on Mm -hmm. or think is depressing or that you are depressed as a four. This thought process does not mean that Eeyore is actually depressed. No. Though there are moments where he may seem as such, but he just thinks about the sadness in the world. Um, But the thing that I really love about this quote is that we fours need people who are not also fours in our life. This idea of someone coming along that we can say, how do you do? Tell me about your perspective. Tell me about what you see in the world. Tell me what's happy and different and those people to bring us into the world out of our heads. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are a bajillion references from all of the shows and everything for Eeyore as far as sadness. Um, One of my favorite, this is like the classic story where Eeyore has lost his tail. Yeah, of course. And uh, Winnie the Pooh says to him, you must have left it somewhere, says Winnie the Pooh. And then Eeyore says, somebody must have taken it. How like them. He added after a long silence, this idea of optimism versus pessimism. And I always describe myself and fours as the yeah, but people 
that there is like a happy thing i'm like yeah but did you know that like people are starving in the world Mm -hmm. yeah but did you know that there are child soldiers yeah but did you know that like that delicious steak you're eating actually the methane from the cows that we raise is destroying the atmosphere and also cows eat more grain than um the entire population of the world would be fed by and sometimes that's exhausting for the people in my life apparently (laughs) so i understand that there can be a struggle with force but it is bringing that perspective Mm -hmm. that that Eeyore sees that there are actually injustices. Like, someone probably took my tail. How like them Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that exists in the world. Um, And then there are just, like, dangers of being a four. Because you have things like when Eeyore says, don't pay any attention to me. Nobody ever does. Mm -hmm. Or, like, don't worry about me, Pooh. Go and enjoy yourself. I'll stay here and be miserable mm. because that's the status quo of a force life. And yeah. you don't think it ever gets better that you can't get out of your mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's why we fours need nines who can see all perspectives and yep. see that and bring us out of that. Um, and I have another quote here that is like my favorite thing in all of the books, but I do know that Janelle might possibly have this quote too. So I'm going to let her use it all about how fours can bring people to think of others through that. Yeah, but thinking. Mm. So tell me what you have. And if you don't have this quote, I'll share it. But I think that you do. I don't have it. I don't have as long a version, I think, as you do. But one of the things that um, I think draws all fours, including Eeyore to the Enneagram, as we spoke about earlier, is is that empathy side. Because... Mm -hmm. I'll just listen to the beauty of what Eeyore has to say. A little consideration, a little thought for others makes all the difference. And for Eeyore, it's coming from a space of experiencing or the felt experience of a lack thereof towards Mm him. Um, But gosh, it's just that empathic nature of the fours is amazing and just you can't if you need someone to just be with you regardless of what you're experiencing but particularly with the hard stuff fours are the ones who will be there Mm -hmm. fours are in it at that point and will be in it as long as it takes might be disappointed if it doesn't take you as long as they want it to, <laughs> but they won't hold that against you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's one of my, my reasons why Eeyore is a four. It's a good one. Um, I have a very long, uh, interaction that, oh, just, oh, screamed for, for Eeyore to me. Um, and the importance of, of not isolating too for fours. Um, so here you go. Eeyore said Owl, Christopher Robin is giving a party. Very interesting, said Eeyore. I suppose they will be sending me down the odd bits, which get trodden on. Kind and thoughtful. Not at all. Don't mention it. There's an invitation for you. What's that like? An invitation? Yes, I heard you. Who dropped it? 
This isn't something to eat. It's asking you to the party tomorrow. Eeyore shook his head slowly. You mean Piglet, the little fellow with the excited ears. That's Piglet. I'll tell him. No, no, said Owl, getting quite fussy. It's you. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure, Christopher Robin said. All of, or Christopher Robin said all of them. Tell all of them. All of them except Eeyore? All of them, said Owl sulkily. Ah, said Eeyore, a mistake, no doubt, but still I shall come. Only don't blame me when it rains. Ah, <laughs> that's when fours have spent too much time in isolation. It's so hard to convince them that their presence, they fall into that nine space mm-hmm. where they feel like their presence is not wanted or doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And gosh, yours pushing away of the invitation to the Christopher Robbins party just oh, feels so like that. Both mm-hmm. for me too, as a nine who gets into those, mm-hmm. those thought spaces, but just also very, very four. Oh Yeah feeling like no one could possibly ever understand us or want us around because we're always just so sad and we bring everyone down. I don't believe that that is true. No. But um, there is just that element, and that's the perfect example. Eeyore just constantly pushing people away. Yeah. Yeah. The Like, even when he finally accepts that the invitation could have been meant for him, mm-hmm. he still says it was probably a mistake. It was probably a mistake. And... It'll rain mm-hmm. w- if I come. Yeah, it's if I come, I'm going to ruin everything anyway. So yeah. why would you even want me there? Yeah. Ooh, I know that pain well. So as Becky was mentioning earlier with the yes, but I found a quote that is actually yes, but nice. it's I wish I could say yes, but I can't. <laughs> it, it was wonderful. I read that and I'm, I don't remember the context of it. I think it was from a Disney adaptation, but it was perfect. (laughs) I wish I had found that because that is like the perfect evidence because the way that I always describe myself as a four is Uh I am a yeah, but person. Uh Like, yeah, but you don't actually want me there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I could go, but I should probably say no. Yeah. (laughs) Just to save us all the problem. Wah, wah, Eeyore. Yep. Um, and then this, this is, this was just, I loved it because it also, it's, it's just wonderful for space. This is Eeyore describing, uh, well, you'll find out. It isn't as if there was anything very wonderful about my little corner. Of course, for people who like cold, wet, ugly bits, it is something rather special. But otherwise, it's just a corner. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. that melancholy space, the cold, the wet, the the uniqueness of loving the darker things is is a four territory being able to sit in those emotions on their own and having a place to do that there's also something we haven't mentioned that i really want to highlight it's Mm -hmm. seeing the beauty yes in those things it's totally eeyore sees the beauty in those dark spaces in the thistles like for example that quote that i sort of guided you into that Uh you had 
the way that that quote starts is someone has sat and smushed the thistles. No. And so Eeyore says, it doesn't do them any good, you know, sitting on them. Mm-hmm. Takes all the life out of them. Remember that another time, or remember that another time, all of you, a little consideration, a little thought for others makes all the difference. Yeah. This idea that something that someone else saw as just part of the grass, something to sit on and smush. Yeah. Eeyore's like, there's life in that. There's beauty in that. Mm. And you have trampled it. I see it. And just like next time be aware that there is beauty in that darkness. Yeah. There is beauty in that pain, that thing that you think is a weed. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the the mystic connection between nines and fours. Mm-hmm. Is Absolutely. Is that seeing, well, just at, as it says right here, something rather special mm. in in those cold, wet, ugly bits mm-hmm. that the rest of the world just brushes off. Mm-hmm. Yep. So beautiful, beautiful four space for Eeyore. Mm. I do love me some fours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now uh, just to go to the other end of the spectrum from Eeyore. Yes. Janelle, what's the wonderful thing about Tiggers? <laughs> tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy. Trouncy. Flouncy. Pouncy. Fun. 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 <laughs> so I actually <laughs> have... Um, You're welcome for that song, by the way, everyone. of that song, what we just said, as well as loaded with vim and vigor, and then jumpy, bumpy, clumpy, thumpy. Fun, 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 fun. Okay, so saying all of that, Janelle, tell us, what is the type that we agreed upon, I heard earlier, for Tigger? Tiggers are sevens. Heck yeah, they are. And just to remind everyone, because it's been a little bit since we went through our list, sevens are the, what is the Oh, the enthusiast. Yes, that's what I was going to go for, but I forgot if we went for that or Epicure. But yes, mm-hmm. enthusiast. I like Epicure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just the vim and the vigor. And gosh, my some of my favorite people are sevens. They are always the people you want to be spending time with unless you need rest. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, they are, they're the first ones up for the last minute adventure. They're the ones who will make ricotta waffles with you and, (laughs) you know, mint extract flavored whipped cream because you don't have anything else. And that just sounds exciting. Or take you for a midnight, uh, skinny dipping dive into the freezing Pacific ocean because it would just be so wonderful and beautiful and we have to do it right now, get out of bed and go. Exactly. <laughs> um, so for Tigger, oh gosh, I have uh, this first quote. I believe it's Rabbit saying it to Tigger. It's, oh Tigger, where are your manners? To which Tigger responds, I don't know, but I bet they're having more fun than I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and... Gosh, yeah. So that description from the song just fits so much with most of my experience of sevens. The other thing is, I'll come back to the rest of this because I feel like it says a lot more about Rabbit, but 
one of the things in the book is uh, Rabbit says, well, I've got an idea. And here it is. We take Tigger for a long explore somewhere he's never been and we lose him there. I'm going to stop there because that's where things get problematic and we're coming back to that later for Rabbit. But sevens are always going to be up for a long explore. Exploring is how they approach life. Like adventure is out there Mm -hmm. is a sevens catchphrase. Yeah. That like who I think it's Ian Cron who says that pocket full of silver linings yeah that like everything's an adventure exactly. even if it you're lost and it's terrifying you're like no we're on an adventure it's gonna be a great story yeah and the following the description piglet's concerned about what will happen to tigger and rabbit responds that tiggers never go on being sad mm-hmm. and that is that pocket full of silver lining where you can, as a seven, reframe what's happened. And so mm-hmm. even after a rough experience, it's still, well, this good thing or that good thing mm-hmm. came from it. Or I got to do this or I had the opportunity to experience this. Mm-hmm. Um, different from the ways in which a three reframes everything towards success, but not completely with some of it. The danger there is that sevens won't always deal mm-hmm. with the hard stuff. And and we do see that a little in Tigger too. Um just in can the keep moving forward of it all mm-hmm. and that fun, 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 fun. Um but yeah, there's We'll we'll dive more into sevens and problematic things as we move on. I am sure because there are many other yes seven characters. But Becky, what what did you have for your sevenish quotations? Um, yours are actually much better than much of what I have. Um, but the thing that really struck me in the TV series, the first episode called Meet Tigger, mm-hmm. where Pooh first meets Tigger. There's a scenario where, you know, Tigger bounces Pooh as he bounces everyone. Of course. And um, there are so many moments where this happens, but Pooh asks if Tigger wants something to eat. Mm-hmm. And Tigger says, honey, that's what Tigger's like best. <laughs> and then he tries it and he says, yeah, <laughs> Tigger's don't like honey. <laughs> and then Pooh says, but you said that you like that icky sticky stuff is only fit for heffalumps and woozle, <gasps> says Tigger. And I just, I love that example because it's just such a sevens, like, no questions asked. I'm yeah. going to try the thing and do the thing and experience the thing. And it's so exciting and new. And then immediately. And it'll be the best it'll thing be ever. The best thing ever. And then he's like, no, it's not the best thing. And now here's a story for why. And then moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Because then he like tries another food item and bounces somewhere else. Yeah. To like get rid of the bad moment. Get rid of the bad feeling to see the next good feeling. Keep moving towards that that next good thing. Yeah. And that's where like a lot of times. Fours and sevens are so often put at odds mm-hmm. to one another because we fours like to dive deep into the darkness. 
Yeah. And sevens, like some of the sort of bad side of seven that people describe as sevens are running from that darkness, mm-hmm. not wanting to have to look at it. I don't think that's actually true across the board, but no. I think there is an element of that. But that's why I think fours and sevens are great friends. Yes. Because uh, fours, we do sit in the darkness a lot, but fours really just want the biggest emotion in the room and to feel it and to be with it. And sevens bring some big emotions. Yes, they bring the fun. They bring the adventure. I just want to like cling to the sevens in my life to bring me out of the darkness. And to just have big adventures that I can then like write poetry about later and sing a song about so everyone else can experience it. Exactly. Um, and I just see that so much in Tigger. Um, one of the things, one of the more funny things that I found was there's an episode called A Day for Eeyore where Eeyore mm-hmm. is sad because someone bounced <gasps> him into the water mm-hmm. and he almost drowns. And they try to figure out who could it have been that bounced him? I wonder. Mm. And of course it was Tigger. And when they figure this out, Tigger says, well, it was just a joke. Some people have no sense of humor. Aww. And it just is so painful. But like that immediate like seven spin. Yeah. It's like I did a thing that I wasn't thinking too much about. Mm-hmm. It was just going to be fun. And I was bringing the fun and trying to bring the fun to someone else. Yeah. And then it didn't work out. So I'm moving on. It, he doesn't have a sense of humor. I'll go bounce somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, it's both the danger of having other points of view from your own and not being aware of them, mm-hmm. which Tigger definitely is, but also that he can bring a little bit of jollity to Eeyore, but Eeyore can also bring him literally down to earth a little bit. Um, totally. So yeah, Tigger feels pretty straightforwardly seven to me. Yes. Who do we have next, Janelle? I believe up next is Owl, one of our first points of contention. Uh-huh. Okay, let's see how this goes. Yeah. So. W- say what you said he was first and then defend it. Okay. So I said Owl is a three. The the obvious answer for Owl is a five because of the fact that we call them the Observer and they want to understand and what are Owls known for but wisdom. But in most everything I found, it's the perception of being wise or intelligent mm. that he's actually interested in more so than actually investigating or observing anything it's being known as the intelligent one. Hmm. So I'm tracking. Yeah. I'm tracking. So that's Give why I was thinking evidence. three. Defend um, your position. Of course. First quote. The atmospheric conditions have been very unfavorable lately, said Owl. The what? It has been raining, explained Owl. That could go either way. Mm-hmm. That's I one of the that ones. Quote to support my position. Of course. Um, so moving on from there is Owl explained about the necessary dorsal muscles. He had explained this to Pooh and Christopher Robin once before, and he had been waiting ever since for a chance to do it again. Mm. That is where I see that three space of 
not just excitement about knowing the thing, but excitement about telling someone else who he knows might not know the thing. Okay, so like looking wise. Yes. I get it. Appearing okay. wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's okay. Yeah. So, do, do, do. The other one I have here. Where'd it go? Oh, where did that one go? I've lost my quotations. Okay, one of the other ones I do have that really could, no, I think this still falls into the three space because it, it's showing that he doesn't have all the information, um, but here you go, it's, well, said Kanga, and Rue fell in quickly, crying, I must see Owl's sponge, oh, there it is, oh, Owl, Owl, it isn't a sponge, it's a spudge. Do you know what a spudge is, Owl? It's when your sponge gets all... And Kanga said, Rue, dear, very quickly, because that's not the way to talk to anybody who can spell Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it's the respect of being someone who can spell Tuesday as well as, in this case, we don't see Owl's reaction, but Rue correcting Owl mm. in something that was not proper. Mm-hmm. Um. Do, do, do. Yeah, I had one, and now I can't find it. Unfortunately, that was even more so about that. I found one that's. Yeah, my others probably are more for five, but. Dang it! I think if I find it, I will post it. Yeah. To. Yeah, any post of our it places. to us because this is one that we're going to ask people to weigh in on. Yeah. Because I I see completely all of that. Yeah. Um, and I was like weighing those responses, but I came back to five still. Mm-hmm. What I think is really important about what's happening here, though, yeah. is that this is why you don't type others. Yes. Because there is an appearance and there is a superficial numbering that can happen even of yourself. Yes. Based on what other people say that may go deeper. So this is where we would have to actually ask Owl what Mm -hmm. Owl thinks he is. Yeah. Rather than us perceiving it. Because everyone, and I mean, I did take the superficial position, but I think it's correct, Mm -hmm. of saying he is a five. Because he values wisdom and sharing that wisdom so deeply that I think he gets seen by all of the other characters as foolish. Mm. because of it you have over and over and over again every time owl talks in the books in the show he gets cut off because they don't have time yeah because they are on an adventure and they need him to just go fly to save piglet rather than tell us about the atmospheric conditions yeah but i think what's happening there my perception of that is so We haven't talked about this at all, but there are talk styles of each of the numbers. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I leaned on Owl's number is his talk style is lecture, is that he wants to give you the information. And I buy that some of the motivation might be that three space of I'm giving you all of this because I want you to see me as wise. Yeah. But I actually think that he just cares about the knowledge that he has. Most of it is like, 
family stories about the time that my great great grandfather laid a seagull's egg. Yeah. Have I told you this story? And everyone <laughs> goes, Uh, yes, you have. Yep. And then he continues to talk and tell the entire story and mm-hmm. doesn't stop because he is unaware of other people's way of seeing the world. Yes. So I think there is an element of that. Um, so my uh, defense. I have several different things, but especially talking about his lecture talk style mm-hmm. um, from uh, the book I have. But Owl went on and on using longer and longer words until at last he came back to where he started. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like everyone was lost, but th- he just kept talking because he had a lecture planned mm-hmm. that was getting to a point that they all needed to understand in order to understand the point he was making that we just need to go to Piglet's house. Yeah. <laughs> but he had to tell them the history of homes and the history of weather. Of course. And all of that. Um, and then there is, and mind you, this is a description from someone else. Yes. So it's Pooh describing Owl. He says, if anyone knows anything about anything, said Bear to himself, it's Owl who knows something about something. And that's mm-hmm. just... Yes, it's someone else's perception, but that is often how fives are valued in the world. True. Because they have that observation and desire for, like, knowing about the thing. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, they get obsessive at times, the fives I know, about, like, getting all of the information they possibly can about that specific thing so that they can have control oftentimes and, like, that consideration um, and then there's this, which is what I was talking about, how everyone responds to Owl. So I have Owl was telling Kanga an interesting anecdote full of long words, like encyclopedia and rhododendron, to which Kanga wasn't listening. And I think that is the common problem with those who value deep knowledge mm-hmm. sometimes is that they want to share it but other people maybe aren't on the level or don't care and yeah. they're unaware of the position of another person. Yep. But it is that value. It's that fives just want to share that knowledge because it's what's given them joy and life and what they've observed about the world that they want other people to be aware of. Yeah. And so I think especially just the fact that everyone always goes to Owl when they have a problem they can't figure out. Mm. When they know he will have the knowledge and he has a space up and away from the rest of the world that has a lot of books. Yes. They know they can go there Mm -hmm. to his sacred books and find knowledge that they can't read it. So he has to tell them about it anyway. Um, So that's really where I came down with Owl as a five. Some of it Mm -hmm. is superficial. So I buy the argument for three, but I don't think it's actually true because it comes down to motivation. And I don't think he's motivated by people's opinions of him Hmm. because he keeps talking. That's fair. He's just unaware. That, that is fair. He's unaware of their opinion of him, I think. Because yeah. he will keep talking until someone's finally like, Owl, go. Go do what we just asked you to do. Yeah. Where he's not considering that, like, or even aware that they are annoyed or that Kanga's not listening. Yeah. He's talking about the encyclopedia and the rhododendron, and Kanga could not care less, but Owl keeps talking and sharing his knowledge. Yep. So that's where I plant my flag. All right. In well, five. 
I, I may concede eventually, but I want to find, I had the thing. So I'm going to find it and I'll share it with everyone. And I want to hear what everyone else has to say yeah. about Owl. Okay. More importantly. Since we are getting long-winded as we are wont to do, let's Indeed. let's keep moving forward. All right. So, so you start Okay, this Becky. So Piglet. Uh, Piglet is... In my book, a phobic six. I one trillion bajillion percent agree. So the fun thing about six is that there are, they have the underlying motive, same underlying motivation, which as we said earlier was the, I need to be secure. But mm-hmm. there are two very, 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 very different ways in which that presents yeah. in the person. There's the phobic six which is what we both agreed upon Piglet mm-hmm. being, and the counterphobic six. Mm-hmm. The phobic six is the one who turns to authority spaces and places and figures to feel safe when things are not working. Yep. Counterphobic sixes are the devil's advocates. <laughs> they are the ones who question everything especially authority Mm -hmm. because they need to feel safe Mm -hmm. and so in some ways they end up looking a bit like the eight the challenger Mm -hmm. and yeah that's the the fun weirdness of sixes but piglet counterphobic i mean sorry phobic phobic not not counterphobic at all all right defend your position and we'll see if we have crossover so the first thing that i i have here is just one of the ways in which either six their mental space is full of the present but it's the present with a little bit of the future mm-hmm. because they're always thinking about what is happening around me right now that could potentially become a danger um and piglet turns to Pooh and says supposing a tree fell down Pooh, when we were underneath it <laughs> to which fortunately Pooh, the nine says supposing it didn't Said Pooh after careful thought. Thinking about the other side of that (laughs) argument. Exactly. (laughs) And fortunately, Piglet was comforted by this. So that shows both the the trusting in an authority figure, Mm because Pooh is a main character and closest to Christopher Robin, Mm -hmm. even though they're all his friends. And so Piglet is thinking, we're sitting under a tree. It could fall down on us. Mm -hmm. But then trusts and feels comforted. When Pooh Bear says, what if it didn't? Mm-hmm. Um, w- so one of the other things, one of the wonderful things about sixes is that because they are constantly thinking through these worst case scenarios, they have the most perfect, calm demeanor when it actually happens. And they know what to do and when to do it. And so this is what also made me think the piglet is a six, is Pooh Bear asking, would you mind coming with me, piglet, in case they turn out to be hostile animals? Mm. Because even though piglet is the one who usually runs from the scary things, you want someone, a friend anyway, with you, but someone who knows, has already planned out how to move forward in the tough scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so uh, the other, oh, yes, 
Okay, and one of my favorite things about sixes, and one of the ways that they can get mistyped as a two, is this following quotation. I don't feel very much like Pooh today, said Pooh. There, there, said Piglet. I'll bring you tea and honey until you do. <laughs> Sixes care deeply about their community. Mm-hmm. Whether they are phobic or counterphobic, they're focused on the people in their lives and will do anything for them. And it's one of those spaces where when when someone near them is having a rough time, they'll do what it takes and they'll look like a two mm. in the action, even though the motivation is part of keeping their community safe. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. Those are my my supports for yeah. counterphobic. I'm mean, sorry, phobic. I keep saying you the wrong one. You're saying the wrong one, but phobic six. Um, so to connect with that last point you made, that was one of the things that I really connected to, especially when you first meet Piglet. Mm-hmm. This idea, so sixes in general, but I think most especially phobic sixes, mm-hmm. it's all about community yes and the authority and the security that your community provides Mm -hmm. so it's bowing to the norms of community and like and that goes with sort of our like you know mid-century 50s values kind of idea sometimes so it's like family church work whatever that looks like for the six those worlds that you don't as a phobic six you don't question them because if you question them they could fall apart Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm really struck, you know, if you know anything about Piglet, you know his family history that Piglet has come up with. Um, (laughs) But so when you first meet Piglet, he gives an entire family history with the sign above his house that says Trespassers W, which he says stood for Trespassers Will. And that actually stood for Trespassers William, who was Piglet's grandfather who established this place uh-huh. and kept people out. Yep. Kept unsafe people out as in trust cuz we all know as adults who know better that it's like trespassers will be prosecuted yeah. most likely. Um so it's this idea of the safety of family and community but the safety of my home. Yes. And yeah. Piglet's home is placed right in the middle of 100 acre wood. Mm-hmm. Equidistant from everything else, but safe. Yes, you know, um, and and surrounded by that community, right? Surrounded by his community, everyone is equidistant to coming to him. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Ooh, sorry, um, but there are so many quotations you can pull about the fearful piglet. Of you course. have things just like all the time. So he goes, "Oh, did a deer," uh-huh. and the fears there. Um, but one of the repeated things that piglet says. And I'll I'll give the whole quote from the first time because it's really um, significant. Piglet says, it's hard to be brave, said Piglet, sniffing, Mm -hmm. when you're only a very small animal. And Piglet repeats that again and again. I'm a very small animal. I'm weak. Other things could prey on me. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I need to be protected by my community. Um, One of my favorite things is... When Pooh and Piglet are hunting Heffalumps and Woozles, that scene where they're actually hunting themselves. Yes. But he sees more tracks and Piglet gets scared. And then Christopher Robin is walking up 
And so Piglet sees Christopher Robin, looks at Pooh, and he says, you'll be quite safe with him. Goodbye. And he trotted off home as quickly as he could. Glad to be out of danger again. Oh, like yep. going safe home. But then there is also an element. This could almost be considered counterphobic sick space, but I think it's still phobic. Uh-huh. Um, where uh, Pooh mentions that there might be a danger ahead. And Piglet goes, what? Said Piglet with a jump. And then to show he hadn't been frightened. He jumped up and down once or twice, more in an exercising sort of way, <laughs> like wanting yeah. to hide the fear mm-hmm. because Piglet wants to remain safe and secure and respected in community, yeah. which being that afraid doesn't do. And you might be an outcast for being so afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my favorite Piglet quotations, just because it's so cute. And what happens when you're in a fear spiral that can happen with a phobic six? Yeah. He says, help, help, cried Piglet. A heffalump, a horrible heffalump. And he scampered off as hard as he could, still crying out, help, help, a horrible heffalump. Huff, huff, a hellable horrolump. Ho, ho, a huffable hellalump. <laughs> He's just so <laughs> frazzled with yeah. fear that he illogically succumbs to that fear that he's built up. There aren't actually heffalumps and woozles Mm -mm. or elephants and weasels, for those of you not in the know. Yes. Um, He just falls into that anxiety. Which is the passion of sixes. Exactly. Um, And then the last quote I'll leave us with on Piglet is he just says, to reiterate what I said earlier, it's a little anxious to be a very small animal entirely surrounded. Mm. So this idea of anxiety all the time that as a six you suffer from because you see the dangers and the things that you have to be worried about. Yeah. Um, So I feel like we're pretty agreed on phobic six. Yes. Piglet. Yes. Phobic six. All right, Nella, who's next? So I believe, Becky, the next one is another point of contention. It is rabbit. So let's start by saying rabbit is impossible to pin down. Rabbit was the hardest, easily the hardest of these. Four different numbers written and scribbled Me because too. I could not land on one and then I passionately <laughs> because I can defend it. Uh-huh. Landed on something we haven't talked about before, but I landed on a number but with a wing that helped me. So I landed on five wing six. Interesting. Because of many reasons. Okay. Um, But five is what stood out to me the most because of the ways in which Rabbit tries to defend his home and protect his home from outside presences. And fives fives have the least energy of any number on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And privacy is really a top value for a five. And feeling just overwhelmed and impacted by other presences coming into their space. So my argument is that Rabbit is a five. Um, My first quote to defend this is when Pooh comes over from the book. Uh, Pooh says, is anybody at home? Called out Pooh very loudly. No, said a voice. And then added, 
You needn't shout so loud. I heard you quite well the first time. Bother, said Pooh. Isn't anybody here at all? Nobody. Hello, Rabbit, isn't that you? No, said Rabbit in a different sort of voice this time. But isn't that Rabbit's voice? I don't think so, said Rabbit. It isn't meant to be. You know how it is in the forest. One can't have anybody coming into one's house. One has to be careful. So for that one, Rabbit both pretends not to be home so Pooh won't come in and invade his lunch space that he has created. And he talks about the dangers of letting just anyone into your home. You must be careful Mm -hmm. who you let in, which I will talk about in another second, because I think that has something to say about the current cultural moment we are in. Um, Yes. Um, Although we also just brought up wings, which is good because I have a potential option of yeah. wing related things so for I just rabbit think but like his main motivation is to protect his space especially when you get down to like his many relations mm-hmm. that rabbit as a rabbit yes. has a lot of family that always shows up and pops by and yes he protects them and cares about them but he wants to keep them out of his home he's always like get out stop invading my space yes um and then uh, so there's that bit, and I think there's a lot of implications of that. Um, I think um, th- I've had I have so many here. Uh-huh. Um, so there are a lot of moments where there are just people showing up, um, and I. Rabbit always seems to be trying to shove people out to get them out of his garden, especially to not take away his food. Mm -hmm. So there's like a security element there, which leans towards six. Yeah. But it's also having it done perfectly and the way that he wants it to protect his space. Yeah. Which for a moment I did lean toward one. Yes. Because doing it right matters. Yes. But I really think it's to protect what is his and his own, which is the space Mm. of a five. Um. And, like, just another thing very, very similar to the last quote I gave that mm-hmm. I think defends this, too, is another Pooh, who, a Pooh quote, who he says, Hello, Rabbit, is that you? And Rabbit says, Let's pretend it isn't, said Rabbit, and see what happens. Yeah. And that just reminded me, Suzanne Stabile in um, the Know Your Number conference, and I think on a couple podcasts, talks about the invisibility screen mm. that fives are able to put up. Mm-hmm. to become invisible, to not be seen, to protect their space. Yeah. And I think, like, both that moment and that first one that I referenced where he's using a different voice so maybe he can trick Pooh into he's yeah. not existing. Um, so I, I saw mm-hmm. that as five space. But the last quote, I have a lot, but the last <laughs> quote I want to give, mm-hmm. I really want to lean into this because I think it has something to say about rabbit himself and Mm -hmm. about how rabbit grows in empathy as he gets to know people so it's when kanga and rue move in to the town Mm -hmm. uh into the town into hundred acre wood yes um that i have more to say about what they represent culturally in a minute Mm because that's problematic yes and that leads to why rabbit's response is problematic but rabbit says here we are all of us and then, suddenly, we wake up one morning, and what do we find? We find a strange animal among us. 
an animal of whom we had never even heard before. Hmm. So what obviously I hear in that is like xenophobia, yes. immense xenophobia and fear of the other, which I see as both five and six space, hmm. which sixes are more regularly like someone else coming into your community mm-hmm. and undermining it is a big fear because that security has gone. Yeah. But what I hear more is an encroachment on their forest. They didn't know they couldn't prepare ahead hmm. of time. For someone coming into their space, into rabbit space, mm-hmm. and that is where the fear lies and why they need to root it out. Yeah. But what I love is what happens next in that story is a horrible plot where they kidnap Rue, mm-hmm. which is terrible. It's we'll talk awful. about that in another minute. Yes. <laughs> um, but what ends up happening is in kidnapping Rue, Rabbit plays with him all day and they become very close friends because mm-hmm. they both like to hop and have fun. And so it's through that exposure to someone who sees the world differently, looks different, behaves differently, that Rabbit builds up empathy and is okay later with Rue coming into his protected space, Mm -hmm. into his home, and he welcomes him. Yeah. So I think, I argue Mm -hmm. that Rabbit is a five also because of other people's perceptions of him, Mm. much like Owl. Yeah. Um, there is a quote that um, Pooh says that mm-hmm. he says, there's Rabbit. He hasn't learned in books, but he can always think of a clever plan. Mm-hmm. Like as in using those observational skills, noticing what's around him, what's expected to be around him, and that he can come up with a solution to whatever problem they have, mm-hmm. which is proven again and again and again. It's true. Um, all right, Janelle. So give me your your numbering and reasoning. So I, too, had four different options that I had a hard time deciding between. Um, I, I definitely thought one for a while. Perfectionist mm-hmm. and yeah. reformer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, needing everything to be just so, doing it the right way. And encouraging others to do the same. Yeah. Um, it's the dishwasher loading conversation that I I felt initially when I first came to Rabbit. Um, but there are some things that Rabbit does that a one just wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then I started thinking about, you know, what are some of the other options? Um, six was definitely mm-hmm. a thought um, for a lot of the reasons that you said with the sixth wing mm-hmm. related to, um, yeah, the concern about his environment mm-hmm. for safety purposes, but it wasn't just safety purposes. So the six was mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. I went there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I landed on eight. Okay. Tell me why. So the eight, as we said earlier, is the challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and an eight. So yes, there are. De- I can see where you're coming from with mm-hmm. the with the five space, especially avoiding the social mm-hmm. engagements, um, keeping everyone out. Yes, always. But the there are there's crossover between the five and the eight space in in the place where they're coming to rabbit to get the thing done Mm. to fix the problem Mm -hmm. 
apes are wonderful at taking care of business. Mm-hmm. They'll get in your face about it, mm-hmm. but they will get it done. Um, so will threes, different way. That's how it works. But yeah, so I, I went there. So um, this this actually, actually this feels, you can correct me, but this feels not inappropriate for a response or an interaction between a four and an eight. Okay. So rabbits said, Eeyore, what are you doing there? I'll give you three guesses, rabbit. Digging holes in the ground? Wrong. Leaping from branch to branch of a young oak tree? Wrong. Waiting for somebody to help me out of the river? Right. Give rabbit time and he'll always get the answer. And there's just the beautiful snark from the four, of course. Uh-huh. Um, but we do like a pun and a snark. The, the expectation that Rabbit will do the right thing mm. and come to the right answer, mm-hmm. even if it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. The other thing that definitely felt very eight to me is the way Rabbit treats Tigger. Mm-hmm. So, as I said earlier with, um, I believe I was talking about Tigger. Yeah, when I brought this up before. When Tigger shows up after all of his bouncing, Rabbit is done. Mm -hmm. And so, you get this. Well, I've got an idea, said Rabbit, and here it is. We take Tigger for a long explore, somewhere he's never been, and we lose him there. The next morning, we find him again, and mark my words, he'll be a different Tigger altogether. Why, said Pooh. Because he'll be a humble Tigger. Because he'll be a sad Tigger. A melancholy Tigger. A a small and sorry Tigger. And, oh, Rabbit, I am glad to see you, Tigger. That's why. And that just feels like someone who's afraid of having control taken away from them. And so they're doing what they can to amend the situation. Mm-hmm. Not saying eights are bad people. No. They just don't want others to control them. Mm. And with the new, there's the potential that the power structures could change in the 100 acre wood. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's not th- as strong as your five, but that's my, my defense of Rabbit as an eight. I think... I I definitely agree in his interactions with Tigger mm-hmm. because he Tigger is a spirit of chaos. <laughs> Rather, it is a happy spirit of chaos for we fours who love sevens. Uh-huh. Um, but I could see from a character who wants control, mm-hmm. and we can talk about from an eight or a five perspective because i can see that in both ways Mm -hmm. because in a five i just want to maintain my space and if you are encroaching on my space you are a danger and i just need to make you go away Mm -hmm. um and normally fives like their talk style is lecture and very like straightforward and Mm non-emotional so it's like just get out and this is why you have to get out and get out and i don't care if you're upset about it because it that doesn't matter to me Mm -hmm. emotions are nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um versus like an eight who's like you are bringing chaos into my controlled space Mm -hmm. and you are making me unsafe so i need to make you stop that at all costs yeah and so it's not that 
it, yeah, apes are not bad people. They're not no. unloving by all means. They fight for the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And there are others besides Rabbit who would be hurt by Tigger. Yes. So I could see that argument very firmly for an ape. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think, too, one of the things, and this is me backing down a little on my owl as a three in the differences between owl and rabbit in their five space that could be wing related but i feel like particularly talk style rabbit isn't quite as lecture Mm -hmm. focused oh no i agree and so that's where that's confusing to me as a five yeah i'm not i'm not sold yeah (laughs) um i thought one for a very long time yes Um, oh gosh because of that preference for everything being done right Mm -hmm. and what is right yes and just Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's why he sends tigger away but i yeah i don't i don't think across the board Mm -hmm. that he is because he does things that are not right yeah quite often and that's one of the reasons because ones and eights share that that gut trio Mm -hmm. space with the nines but they they both share the more active Mm -hmm. side of that where they are defensive of the weaker people Mm -hmm. they're about social justice and social changes one because they see what's wrong with the world and they see the world the way it should be they see that perfection Mm -hmm. option and eights because they see the bullies yeah. And they don't want to be bullied and they don't want others to be bullied. Yeah. Mm. But I, again, rabbit is so oh, hard. Another thought I had that could go to one or five space for rabbit. Now I'm like backing off a little <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. Um, is in that first quote I gave where Pooh comes and invades his space to have lunch. Pooh ends up eating all of his honey and making mm-hmm. a mess and upsetting rabbit and then he can't get out because he ate so much honey that he doesn't fit out the hole. Yep. Because Rabbit doesn't want people coming into his space. So the hole is big enough just for him. Yep. And that is five space if I've ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Like this is my escape to be safe from the chaos of the world. Mm-hmm. And now Pooh is stuck and he can't get in and out. And he's still invading his space indefinitely yeah and so what rabbit (laughs) ends up doing is he hangs towels on poo Mm -hmm. and he puts a like a picture frame if you watch the uh tv show adaptation that's not what happens in the book but like to make his space his and safe and nice and his own special space again Mm -hmm. like i just saw that as five space like well this is here and i need my space to be my space so you are a towel rack and that is mine and this is my space and now I will enjoy my tea or my honey or whatever it is. Yeah. So I I am open to suggestion. Yes. But I am sticking with five. Okay. Um, This is one, dear listeners. Yes. Where we need your help. Chime in, please. Give us your thoughts, your defenses, your who the heck is Rabbit? Because he was really confusing to me. Yeah. Gosh, Rabbit was a difficult one. All right, and so uh, let's move on yes. to the next two completely mm-hmm. unproblematic oh characters. Uh, I think uh-huh. we disagreed on the next one, too. Yes. What did... I understand why we disagreed. Yes. Because I saw it. Mm-hmm. But who? what number did you say Kanga was? Okay, so I... <laughs> this feels like a long start. Yes. Um, I said Kanga... Was a two. 
because, which is just problematic, twos are, as we said, the befriender and their motivation is to help others, particularly in order to to be needed in return mm-hmm. um, and loved mm-hmm. in return. Um, and the reason it's problematic is because culture has told females forever and always that that is what we're supposed to be. We're yep. supposed to be twos. I, yep. we Especially were both. if you're a mom. Yes. We were both typed by a couple different quizzes as two in the top yep. several, if not the top one initially. And that is, yeah, just that cultural bias mm-hmm. and expectations we have on ourselves because of what we've been told. So I said two, but it feels it feels yucky because of things like this. Now, it happened that Kanga felt rather motherly that morning and wanting to count things like Rue's vests and how many pieces of soap there were left. Oh, gosh, it just it hurts because it's this description of expectations of how Kanga, as the only mother in the Hundred Acre Wood, mm-hmm. would act. Um. It is there are that one and one of my other quotations makes me wonder if she's a two with a one wing because that is that space of not counting things but tidying up mm. is very one. Yeah, um, the other right. is yeah. she would do a good thing without thinking about it. And that just feels like ones do what's right they think a lot about what's right but they do what is from their gut Mm -hmm. the good thing and so that could be an argument that she's a one but i feel like that's more two with a one wing yeah no i see that and then my last quotation because i'm afraid by the time i got to kanga and rue i was having a hard time finding things um and also i was getting lazy so there's that. Um, A plus. Yeah, thank you. Um, kidding. <laughs> I'm not that hard of a grader. Good. Um, as long as you can defend your argument, it's fine. But this one in particular felt very two-ish. She knew at once that however big Tigger seemed to be, he wanted as much kindness as Rue. It's that... The empathy piece that twos know what other people need. And that is really what clinched it for me. Well, yes, they might not always know what is needed, but they they think they do. Mm -hmm. And they they do good things from that. Sometimes they're not always necessary, but all the same, I think that was beautiful insight to into the the empathy the twos and any of the emotional triad yeah the two threes and fours can have so i started there mm-hmm. with two um but i had the same response mm-hmm. especially because she is a mother yeah i was like are those attributes that I'm reading as care for others, just her mothering of Rue, mm-hmm. like when she's watching Rue and say, come on, Rue, we need to go, like, because you need a bath and things like that was where I thought about it. But I actually, um, 
am very confident in my numbering of Kinga. Okay. Uh, that she is an eight. All right. Let me give you my evidence why. I should just say it's interesting that we, for several of these on which we've disagreed, we've chosen numbers that connect. Like yeah. they have an actual connection on that drawing of the Enneagram. connected. We'll talk about that in another episode. Yes. Um, but, okay. So, Kanga was generally regarded as one of the fiercer animals. It is well known that if one of the fiercer animals is deprived of its young, it becomes as fierce as two of the fiercer animals. Mm-hmm. So, that is an impression of Kanga from others. Yeah. But I think especially in an eight- what I love about an eight is that defender aspect that they fight for the vulnerable. They are social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. And so if they are deprived of their young, if that vulnerable creature that Kanga is in charge of for life is put in danger, she is fierce. She is mama bear ripping off her earrings, going to come kick you in your face. Kanga. Yup. Rue. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Kanga. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Aww. And then I have just like as a support of that, this isn't that significant, but Kanga runs faster than any of us. Even me, said Rabbit. Just like that. Wow. Again, like strength mm-hmm. as part of her character. Um, And then I have Kanga never takes her eye off baby Rue. Except when he's safely buttoned up in her pocket. Mm. Like she is, in uh, Alistair Moody's words, she (laughs) is constantly vigilant. She's always watching out for danger. Indeed. And aware of things. Hmm. Um, And then the thing that's the clincher for me, um, we talked a little, or I talked, I guess, when we talked about Rabbit, about this story of they kidnap baby Rue. Yeah. (sighs) Which is dumb. To try to get rid of these others these strange fierce animals oh that's too close to home these darker animals who actually come from another country kangaroos from are another country that are different to them and especially in an age of imperialism in the UK which is where this book comes from i think milne was making a statement mm-hmm. about that and about togetherness but what happens is as they have done this, Kanga, first of all, trusts Christopher Robin. So she starts with saying, I know Christopher Robin won't let anything happen to Rue. Mm-hmm. So she goes into fierce eight mode, but differently. Mm-hmm. So she says, so she said to herself, if they are having a joke with me, I will have a joke with them. Mm. It's this idea, don't get mad, get even. Yeah. So she pretends that Piglet is Rue, that mm-hmm. she doesn't notice that it's Piglet, and forces Piglet to have a very strong bath and medicine, and she is getting her revenge, yeah. essentially. <coughs> this, you tried to control me with this trick. Mm-hmm. Well, the joke's on you. I will control you right back. Yeah. So that just sounded like such eight space and vindication, yeah. most especially, because... As Piglet himself said, if you deprive her of her young, she will become as fierce as two of the fiercer animals. Yep. Um, <coughs> so there are those. And I think that was the most, like, 
strong argument I had for mm-hmm. her being innate. Um, and then there are there are things like what you just argued is kind of a two space, but I still think it's eight where it says there's Kanga. She isn't clever. Kanga isn't. But she would be so anxious about Rue that she would do a good thing to do without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Again, she is responding from gut mm-hmm. because the vulnerable are being preyed upon. I will do what is right to bring vengeance, to bring safety to the vulnerable mm-hmm. because I know that's what needs to be done. And as an eight, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going to move and do the thing. <laughs> so yeah. I fervently think that she is an eight. <coughs> <coughs> I see that. I don't know if I'm going to concede, but again, folks, folks, you're going to have to weigh in. Chime in. Am I right? Or am I? As I am clearly right, because she's an eight. We'll see. Uh We'll see. Um, Okay. So last, but certainly not least, maybe the smallest of our friends. Yes. Or at least youngest, because I think Piglet might be a little smaller. Actually, I think that's true. That's how Piglet can pretend to be Rue and jump in Kanga's pocket. It's true. Um, Is Rue. Yes. What did you say? So, again, like with Kanga, I'm afraid when I got to them, I was tired. Mm, okay. So, the dog didn't eat my homework, though. So, yeah, I'm not using stayed, that excuse. You stayed up too late watching Netflix is also a common excuse I get in this day and age. And that <laughs> is no excuse. No. Let me tell you. It is not. So, yes, I'll, I'll accept that, your C+. Plus. But that doesn't mean that you don't still have something to share with the class. It's true. You have thoughts of your own. Yes, now and I did them. find something that I felt after explaining so much about Tigger's sevenness. Yeah, by the way, let's start with... Oh, yes. We agree. Rue is, Ru is a seven. Like, undoubtedly a seven. Yes, which, like Kanga being a two or even an eight, is still problematic in those stereotypical spaces for little boy like a kid space yeah Yeah. um although the stereotypical space for a little boy would be eight though yes and no i mean the reason adhd has been too often diagnosed is because that's fair of expectations about broad generalizations are never helpful yeah precisely so the the one quotation that i do have is kanga said to rue drink up your milk first dear and talk afterwards so Rue, who was drinking his milk, tried to say that he could do both at once and had to be patted on the back and tried for quite a long time afterwards. <laughs> Just because that's so seven, both the proving that I can do it uh-huh. and trying to do everything all at once uh-huh. because it's just so much fun. And so I have to. I have to do all the things right now because I can and it's on awesome. Exactly. And yeah. also this, I didn't write it down, but the super duper loop de looper alley ooper pounce bounce song that Tigger is teaching to Rue mm-hmm. is is proof of his sevenness also. I didn't get any of his quotations from that, but it's the next fun thing to learn from Tigger who is also a seven and they're bouncing together. Yeah. And I think like that's one of the strongest arguments is just that like Rue is obsessed with Tigger and wants to be Tigger. Yes. But even there, there is a moment in um, one of the episodes uh, of the TV show where Tigger is afraid because they're stuck in a tree 
Yeah, it's in the episode called Tigger is Saved, oh. where both Tigger and Rue are stuck in a tree, mm-hmm. and Tigger is scared because he's a cat, and he's up a tree, and it's a whole thing. Of course. Um, But Rue uh, looks down, and Kanga says, Rue, do be careful, dear, said Kanga. And Rue says, I'm all right, Mama, but Tigger's stuck. <laughs> like, Rue's like, no, I'm great. This is an adventure. I'm up a tree. It's fun. But maybe help my friend, because he's not on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's like tied to that um, in that episode that we talked about earlier, a day for Eeyore, where Eeyore gets bounced. Rue says, you can bounce me, Tigger. <laughs> like he's of always course. ready for the next thing. Um, and then uh, two of my favorite examples of this from the book is baby Rue was practicing very small jumps in the sand and falling down mouse holes and climbing out of them. And he, like, as he's doing that, he's asking everyone, hey, look at me. Hey, watch me fall, guys. Hey, look. <laughs> and he's just always ready to experiment and try the next thing and unafraid. Mm-hmm. Um, but my most favorite one that I think gives a great example of a seven is Rue falls into the big water. Mm. And so, Rue's fallen in, cried Rabbit. And he and Christopher Robin came rushing to the rescue. Look at me swimming, squeaked Rue from the <laughs> middle of his pool and was hurried down a waterfall into the next pool. Look at me swimming again as he falls down the waterfall, said Rue. There's that pocket of silver lining. So, yes, just that pocket of silver lining. The spin of the falling into the water, going down a scary waterfall. And he's like, look, I'm swimming. I'm doing it. This is awesome. Yep. So I just think like. Just always the next adventure, no matter how scary, no matter what it is. Yes. Um, so we were rather long-winded. Rather. This time around. Indeed. Uh, but there are our takes on these characters. Mm-hmm. And so, dear listeners, do you agree with us? Mm-hmm. Do you disagree with us? You probably agree with me. Uh, <laughs> I am clearly the more right here. Uh, did we thoroughly confuse or upset you Aww. in our assessment of these characters? Please, please, please let us know. We are on Twitter at type this cast. That is the word type T-Y-P-E, the word this T-H-I-S, and the word cast C-A-S-T. Um, on Instagram, we have the same handle type this cast. And our email is typethiscast at gmail.com. So use any of those to let us know what you thought of this inaugural episode. Give us your opinions. Give us suggestions to make it better. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would look forward to hearing from you. We will have a poll on the ones we disagreed on as well. Of course. And join us next time when we are very, very, very excited to do that thing that I mentioned at the beginning. And deprive Mr. Darcy of his Enneagram journey by (laughs) discussing Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice through the lens of the Enneagram. (sighs) It'll be a joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until then, in the ineffable words of Neil Gaiman, a favorite of ours, trust dreams, trust your heart, and trust your story. Trust your heart.